Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of Fierce and Ferocious. My name is Iman, and I am so excited to be presenting the show. It's all about women's stories, the entertaining, engaging, and the gritty. Here on Fierce and Ferocious, I want you to know that there is a fire inside of you. Maybe it's already ignited and burning strongly. Maybe it's been repressed for some time and you're ready to unleash your full potential. Whatever it is, I know that I am here to tell you that it is okay to reclaim your power. That there is no such thing as an ideal woman, how we should behave or think or speak. It's time for women to stop fearing ourselves and start trusting ourselves. This show is powerful. It's relevant and it's real. Welcome to Fierce and Ferocious. For our first episode, I want to dive right into an important topic, women's safety at university and media conversations around women's safety. So I just want to give a trigger warning before I start because I know this will be a heavy topic for some people and I promise to do more fun women-related episodes in the future. Um, So I asked on social media what women felt were their biggest fears about living on campus or even concerns around coming to university and some of the answers were actually really sad but not shocking. So here's a few of them. Um, One girl said that she was really afraid of having male flatmates who would try to assault her. Another girl replied saying that she was worried about having her drink spiked while out. Someone else said that they hated the casual sexism that had become normalised. And another also stated that she hated taking extra precautions to keep herself safe while walking around during the day and night. And if I think back to how I felt before starting starting uni, there were so many conversations I had with my mother about staying safe and what to do if something happens, how to protect myself. I mean, she even had me take martial arts classes since I was a child, but the unfortunate truth is that violence against women is very common. I haven't even been at university for a month yet, and already I've dealt with like three cases of harassment, two of them in broad daylight, and I consider myself lucky that it was all verbal and nothing physical. But that should not be the way we think, not to mention there's a whole other conversation to be had around violence against black women or visibly Muslim women which are often underreported or not taken seriously by the police. Racism intertwines with sexism in so many aspects of our lives and one cannot be talked about without the other. Linking to this, a few years ago there were group chat messages which went viral from Warwick University targeting female students and were discussing assaulting them as well as racism. Um, Similar group chats were exposed at Exeter University with men finding it funny to share messages this kind of content. I mean, universities across the UK can apologise to women for these things and suspend male students, but it doesn't do anything to get to the root cause of the problem. It doesn't fully tackle the gender-based violence that women are experiencing, not just on their university campus, but around the world. And in a survey carried out by Universities UK in 2018, only six out of the 132 contacted had mandatory sexual consent training given to students. I know Queen Mary's had a mandatory course for all of us this year, um, but even then, only in March, it was revealed that over 5,000 testimonials 
of sexual harassment, abuse and assault in UK schools were posted on Everyone's Invited. And these issues run deep in our society, beginning from when we are young, and it doesn't get any better when we grow up. You know, like in school, we're told that boys will be boys, but girls are expected to mature faster and deal with harassment from the age of six. Sexism begins in the classroom from dress codes targeting young girls, essentially telling us that our bodies are something to feel shameful of and a source of disruption to other men. And girls' work is praised for neatness rather than the content and boys' work is praised for just effort. A report revealed that one in three girls have experienced unwanted touching whilst at school. And I think all of this begins with having proper sex and relationships education in school. We know that it's practically non-existent in this government. And perhaps if that was to change, and from early on, things were different with the way we tackle our approach and our relationship with gender, maybe we wouldn't have these problems be so prevalent later on in life. Because, as we all know, something has to be said around media conversations for women living in the UK, with Sarah Everard being murdered at the hands of the police and Sabina Nessa murdered by male violence, when will it end? Even the rise of misogyny in online spaces resulted in literal mass shootings killing women has become a part of everyday sexism. This isn't locker room talk, it is murder, and I'm tired, I really am. You know, I pray the families of these women receive the peace and justice they deserve, but it is harrowing. Media, politicians, educational institutes all play a part in creating more violence against women. And I mean, it's getting earlier now and you can't expect us all to stay indoors, not leave our houses. And you cannot place the victim on us for the way we dress or for making eye contact with somebody because we are the victims of assault. Um, and you can't shame us for that. And I know people say that having increased policing on the streets will make women feel safer. But, you know, we've been telling you for so long that the police is a deeply corrupt institution. Increased policing will not make anyone feel safer. It won't make black women feel safer. It won't make Muslim women feel safer. It will not make women or men or anyone feel safer because the whole system needs to be abolished. I mean... Only less than 5% of rape cases ended a conviction, with even more left unreported due to fears of embarrassment or not being taken seriously enough. And I think that's true because the government recently refused to make misogyny an official hate crime because apparently it will stretch the police too much. So what we're saying is that because the entire country hates women and we are just going to let more of us be killed and let more men carry on with their violent behaviour and not do anything in their power to stop this vicious cycle. I mean, abuse of power comes as no surprise. And I think when I think about all these problems that we have, starting from school, the language used in education with girls and boys, university campuses, women not being safe, all the things we do to protect ourselves, what side of the road we walk on, how do we carry our bags across our body, what time are we going out, are we together, how are we dressing, what are we drinking, what are we doing, to when we grow up and go into the real world, not being taken seriously, having to work twice as hard to prove ourselves, dealing with injustices within a system that is supposed to be just. I I am... It's just... 
How can you not feel the rage and the anger inside of you? Anyone who's listening, whether you're a man or a woman, how can you sit there and accept this to be your norm and your truth? Because it's not, and I won't accept it. I don't I don't think this is okay. Because what we have now is something powerful that generations before us didn't have. We have social media to share our stories, to educate, to inform and use to create change. We can use this medium to our advantage to ensure the truth about violence against women, those who perpetuate it and those who allow it to continue are held accountable. If I think about my two younger sisters who will be starting university in a few years, I want them to be safe. I should be excited for them, not fearful. And in a way, I can understand the same concerns that my mother had about me leaving home and living out because I feel them towards my sisters. And... I don't have all the solutions, nor do I know the entire history of how this started. But what I do know is that this is the reality for our women in our country, and it shouldn't be. What I do know is that we need to give power back to women, away from those who do nothing to support us, and onto ourselves. This is only the beginning of a movement, the start of our revolution, the first step towards everlasting change. And I hope you will stay with me to join it. So thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Fierce and Ferocious. I know this was quite an intense episode, but I think it's a conversation which we need to have and not shy away from. I hope you were able to take something away from this or relate to it. And if you have any questions or topics you would like me to discuss, If you want to join me on the show or say hello, then feel free to message me on Instagram at StarryImmy or email me imanasim at hotmail.com. And remember to stay fierce and stay ferocious. I will see you, speak to you all next week. Thank you.